Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, John Clore. Hello, Mustang fans. Welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore, and as the Enthusiast Communications Manager for Ford Performance, I hope that you are reading my efforts in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com every week. And as always, my co-host is none other than longtime club president and Mustang hobby and industry guru, Mike Ray, who is known in the enthusiast world as the king of connections. Mike, thank God we have connections because our guest is somebody who better have connections to know. No, it's awesome. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun with uh, Mr. Dempster here tonight. So uh, looking looking forward to it. You ain't kidding, ladies and gentlemen, we have Dave Dempster, a longtime Ford development engineer. And of course, our um, main reason for being with Dave was his long standing at SVT, the Ford special vehicle team, where he played a variety of roles on a, several of the cars that they did out there. Dave, welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Thank you, John. And uh, thank you for the introduction. And also, uh, Mike, it's nice to talk to you guys again. Oh, yeah, we I know, you know, all the great guys who, you know, that the, the retirements that are flying out of there. And when your name came up and they said you were going to leave the company, I just, that might get kills us because there are cer certain guys at Ford and ladies and gentlemen, you might not believe this. Uh, there are people that there's a handful of people that when you need something, you need an answer, you need a part or a question. And, and the people have their own jobs. They don't want to be bothering a bunch of crazy people in the hobby. There were only a handful of people you could call. And Mike, I don't know about you, but Dave Dempster was my go-to guy. Well, I can definitely see that for sure. Um, just knowing Dave for, I don't know, the last 10 years or so, I can definitely, definitely see that. And I, I wish I would have been involved back in the SVT days um, internally with you guys. Well, Dave, that's where you and I go back. And we have to talk about that a little bit because I know that you you do because of all the SVT things that we did together. A lot of people may remember you or your name and and the thing because you went to a lot of events. But um, what was your how was you first exposed to getting into the special vehicle team and hooking up with Mr. John Coletti? Um, well, it was uh, probably the summer of 1995. And I was working in the Thunderbird Cougar uh, powertrain development area at that time. And uh, my supervisor uh, at the time, uh, a gentleman named Bill Lane, had gone and interviewed with John Coletti. John was uh, kind of putting the team together over there, and they needed a powertrain group and uh, a vehicle dynamics group and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And Bill ended up taking the job, and um, myself and another uh, gentleman, uh, Dave May, uh, were invited to come interview with John. And... Um, I get, obviously, he uh, he liked us, and uh, he hired us both. Well, you were a car guy anyway. You, I mean, you could just tell you gravitate towards that. I mean, you've done other things at Ford. When I know when when you left and you went to um, competitive benchmarking, and you know, being the development guy, you you're, you're just an, the engineer's kind of engineer. But you have to admit, of all the coolest things you can do on at Ford Motor Company, other than maybe working on mainstream Mustang, even cooler is the Ford Special Vehicle Team. Oh, absolutely. Uh, unequivocally, uh, probably the best 12 years of my career at, at Ford Motor Company were spent at uh, SVT. Well, I, I'm surprised you'd say that because 
Mike, you know the kind of hours those guys put in, and Dempster never took a day off. The, John uh, was was tough on his tasks, and you guys worked. Uh, I don't know if you just loved working, but, man, the hours you put in, I mean, just on Cobra development and Bill Lane doing the great job, that job they did, and I remember when Elsa Dam came in. I went to, I came in at 95 with the uh, 95 Cobra R launch in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and I made a name for, my, for myself very quickly by – uh, turning a lightning into a convertible but I, I i can tell you that <clears throat> the things that you did dave earlier early on you could just tell there are some guys that were just um so into it but they weren't really um i don't know how you say this well versed enough to try to hang out with the marketing guys and that you really made it easy for us to ask questions and to help us and you you kind of wore two hats over there yeah you were heavily involved on that engineering side and especially on those first few products but after a while, to see you at events and interact with people. Mike, do you remember when you first met Dave, probably at the Woodward Dream Cruise, as one of the uh, product engineers right on, on Nine Mile? Yeah, well, and you know another thing, too, to go back to what you just said, John, about um, none of us uh, deep enthusiasts are nine-to-fivers, if you will. And um, I don't know if you remember, but uh, me and Schaller talked about this, uh, Mark Schaller, when we were discussing this, that he even said at the meeting, um, people like us who are true enthusiasts and are just, deep dive into the the vehicles or into a launch or like that nine to five just doesn't come into our uh, vocabulary but um yeah I, I i definitely met the first time i met dave was um uh, at mustang alley um when he was helping uh nick terzis as well um setting up special display at woodward and then uh as they always say the rest is history <laughs> but dave you had enough to do uh your work was enough why after that was all over did you start getting involved with helping out in events and what, what was driving you back then? Well, and I've always said this during my career and, and even to this day, I meeting with the customers, the people that actually put their hard earned money uh, down and bought the products that we engineered. That was the best part of my job. I mean, the engineering challenges aside and, you know, the, the long hours and, and a lot of testing and, but there was a lot of good things that went along with that, the camaraderie of the group and uh, the get togethers and the accomplishments and in the, in the, in overall the products that we ended up developing that people liked. Um, uh, that was, you know, but actually meeting and talking to uh, the customers. Um, and that was just a, an exciting thing for me. I, I, I made so many new friends in, in all different parts of the country and, different events and uh it it was uh it was a great experience well you made it great and you know we've had you speak at some of the moxa meetings and mike and i can attest that you know we love engineers but some of them had a pocket protector too long (laughs) you know what i'm saying they're just i wouldn't put them out in front of the crowd let's put it that way these guys, I'm not saying they're nerds, Dave. I'm just well, saying you know, some I'm guys saying. are a little more than others. That, yes, you know, they're just I don't know if they got out much in high school. You know what I'm saying? They're anyway, yeah. all I know is you were you really separated yourself from the pack. And the Cobra, let's face it, the Cobra just changed everybody's mind about Ford, especially those first couple of years. And then, you know, when we after the 90, you guys, when you guys somehow got that 95 hour build. Out of, and how you got the engines out of Cleveland, I don't know. I, I think there was something illegal going on. Well, you know, I actually came into the group when, after, right after the 95s were built, 
so I wasn't really a part of that. As a matter of fact, when I physically came there, uh, that group was out on their uh, testing, uh, okay. you know, their post uh, post development testing with all the uh, the magazine folks. And, uh, you know, uh, I got started on a, obviously a different project after that, but uh, I, I got right into the thick of things. Yeah. Well, did you wind up then going to PN96, the lightning program right after the Cobra? Well, uh, I was never, now I, I, it was to a certain degree, but I, when I first started, I, um, started on the SBT contour program oh, yeah. and, uh, I was involved a little bit with the lightning. Uh, I re, uh, I rewrote some of the, uh, durability procedures, uh, for the powertrain, mm -hmm. uh, because, um, John Coletti was, um, he was uh, concerned that we weren't exercising the supercharger. Uh, we hadn't done a lot of supercharger work prior to that. Right. Uh, and uh, so I had to um, rewrite some of the procedures to extend some of the, um, the tough durability tests to uh, prove out that powertrain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, you guys, uh, considering really it was a skunk works, just a handful of engineers, you know, over at Roush 56, 57 with those guys, the stuff you were pulling off on the Cobra, especially the mod motor Cobra when that came out. Uh, and then um, to take on Bob Burnham's first gen lightning, which really wasn't an SVT. We got that gifted from Ford truck and to have you guys do it in El Saddam and Mr. Lane and just that truck. I mean, that was a whole different product. And then right in the middle, as that thing was really taken off, throwing you into a sedan. And then I think I think I one of the times we worked the closest was, you know, when you guys were still trying to eke every freaking horsepower out of that six. And and you did something called uh, was it extrude home, the name of that thing? It was uh, yeah. they're they're based uh, in Pennsylvania um, near. Um... I can't remember the name of the town, but it was uh, outside of Pittsburgh. And, yeah, so um, it's like, yeah, some kind of helicopter technology they were using for. for well, they, they use it in the aviation industry. And, and basically, uh, Terry McCarthy, one of my co-workers and myself, went out and we met with the uh, the CEO at, at uh, Extrude Hone and uh, their engineering department and uh, their development guys. And uh, what we originally started out with uh, was... Um, doing the cylinder heads or excuse me we started out with the exhaust manifolds and the extrude hone process puts a um an abrasive slurry it forces it through and it smooths out the passengers in the uh, in the castings takes all the casting flash out mm -hmm. good airflow etc and we took that uh after the first year we took that a step farther and we uh, we did it in the cylinder heads as well Wow. And uh, that's how we managed to eke a, a few of those ponies out to get to the uh, the 195 uh, horsepower number. That was a great car. Hey, Mike, did you have any experience in these SVT Contour sedans? Uh, one of my best friends in high school actually had one. So uh, 
that was really kind of cool. And um, yeah, we got to be, I was impressed with that car and you don't see too many of them on the, on the ground anymore, no. do you? No, no, you really don't. You really, it, it really had a short, uh, short live and it, it was kind of overshadowed. I don't, I don't know that it was, and, and this is certainly not a knock on John or his team, but it was, I don't think it was marketed well in the U S uh, it was, it was a close in a price point to the Taurus. And, you know, you'd go into the dealer and he'd say, well, you know, for $8 a month more, you could upgrade to a Taurus and, and those types of things. And, but that contour, man, that, that thing was just, just to drive it and the sound and, and the performance and the handling, uh, it was, it was an impressive car. It really was. And I, you know, you guys threw me out there as a, as a, a third, a fourth or fifth set of ears when we were doing exhaust, uh, um, drive development. By, yeah. Yeah. Development and to, to be able to drive and those guys would swap out different mufflers and different resonators to hear that thing. When we finally got that thing into production and just to hear them drive that car and take it up through the gears. What a beautiful experience it was for a Ford midsize sedan and to drive like that, you, I mean, you, you killed it, Dave. You really, you had to be proud of it, even though, didn't you, weren't you afraid when, when you did the dealer tape that they had John Clore come in? No, to do, no, yeah. not at all. We, we, you know, we did the, the dealer training tape and, yeah. uh, and, and Tim Boyd, our yeah. marketing manager, you're not going to put Clore on that tape. It's going to be a comedy. Remember that? Well, you know, you've got to have a little fun in all of this. Yeah, so, oh, sure. you know, you, you, uh, you infuse some of that into the group. And, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, Mike, I have to tell you that Dave eventually, and don't ask me how he, someone decided to entrust him with a lot of the keys to many of the SVT concept cars. I think Dave was the, one of the only guys that, that Coletti would trust with, driving some of these these insane cars and then of course dave you were instrumental in not only doing the v8 ranger which is still alive and in collector's hands today thank you because because you're getting it to the club but also of the uh the um lightning bolt ranger what yep. a couple of cool projects that was that had to be a blast and yeah. a lot of the cars dave worked on are still in the roush museum if everybody wants to ever go see them wait a minute dave, um, yeah did you did he touch the boss nine mustang yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, I wasn't part of the original build team on that, but in subsequent rebuilds and uh, upgrades, things like that. Um, yeah, I, I had some involvement in that car. John, you have to uh, bring up the story. Um, you're my, fa you're my favorite story that you ever tell about Dave, um, about the presentation with all the four guys in the room. So, but before we do that, um, I got to tell you, so when I was on the launch team for 550 with Ford, um, you know, the GT350 was definitely part of that. And, you know, I was in all the meetings all the time and, you know, doing all the product and all that stuff like that, but I'd never actually been in the car, like on a track. Well, I got to sit in the passenger seat with Mr. Dempster <laughs> in Wisconsin when we were um, out there for the cruise for a cause event. And Dave took me for a few laps around the track over there. And wow. let me tell you what, it's definitely the definition of cornering on rails, right? The, you know, it's exactly the way it was. And Dave sure can drive that car. And it was um, something that I'll never forget. And was the icing on the cake for that launch for me personally. But 
your story just tops them all, and it's my absolute favorite story. No. So you have to tell the story about no. Dave. I, I don't know if Dave remembers exactly which one it is we're getting to right oh, now. Yeah, this, I, yeah, I, I'm familiar with this. Yes. I, yeah, I still have a souvenir from that day. I just, just tell everyone <laughs> the reason I prefaced all this, ladies and gentlemen, is because when you do certain things at Ford and you need some help, um, I, I, that's why I mentioned I could call Dave and ask him an insane favor. And nine times out of ten, if he could pull it off, he, he he would. And you know the, you know being being on that we went to a lot of events together and got to drive. You know, we, there's a lot of great times and great meetings. So there was a lot of stress, but I was asked to be a part of the immersion of the S197 Mustang over at the Campbell um, uh, home offices. And this was, ladies and gentlemen, everybody who was ever going to touch Mustang, from the ad agencies to the writers to the engineers to the I mean, everybody who would touch it, a marketing, they all had to be there to understand what an S197 was, to remake the 05 Mustang, uh, what it meant to come back as the, in its former glory. And I was lucky enough to uh, follow how Tai Tang, who was the chief engineer on that after he took over for Art Hyde to get the thing over the finish line. And I wanted to my my job was to put the Mustang into context of history and to tell people who doesn't know anything about Mustang why it's so important and why this car is so different. So I, I kept thinking, what could I do to make impress people? Well, since I don't know, uh, Mike, if you know, but it was one of those um, Ford properties that are uh, well, first floor, long conference room, a lot of glass, all on the first floor, looking out to a big expansive parking lot. And I thought, hey, I know I'll call Dempster. And I'll say, hey, can you get the Boss 9 out? And on cue at exactly 12 noon, because my talk was 11 to 12, at exactly 12 noon, I want you to come by and do a burnout in front of these windows by the conference room. So Dave goes, what? I, I, he goes, what's this for? I said, Dave, it's for an immersion, okay? I'm, I, I'm immersing them in the – It just trust me. I need you to – can you do it? He goes, yeah, Okay. I said, really, you've got to be there exactly. At he goes, okay, I'll be there. So I'm telling everybody, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting excited. I tried to do the, the, uh, you know, the, the most fervent, get excited about this new Mustang. I, I was trying to I'll do a holy roller meeting. And I said, now, if, if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't get, if you don't understand what we've been talking about for the last hour, I said, you know, I was trying to do the Joel Osteen bit and get them all, you know, praise Ford SVT and the, it's get them all in, in a fury. And at one minute to 12, I said, so now we're going to experience the, what the heart and soul of Mustang, everyone stand up. And everyone like looked at each other. I said, sit, stand up. You along those back walls, pull those blinds up. And just as they did that here rolled the boss nine Mustang. And Dave, did you uncork the headers? It was freaking loud. Uh, yeah. Just prior to doing that, you know, and of course you really had to twist my arm to take, you know, take, take the car out and do burnouts. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you but know. so Dave rolls up and, and 10, I don't know, 2000 people in this huge room, look out the windows and here rolls the boss nine, literally just on the other side of the glass. And he reaches in, uh, in out of the, uh, the passengers, he grabs a sign, rolls the window down and it says, Chlor, immerse this. And then he loads the thing up. And it just thundered. The the car disappeared in smoke and noise and thunder. All the dust came off all those blinds. And as you disappeared in a cloud of smoke, I said, if the hair on your arm is not standing up, please leave. 
and I dropped the mic and walked away. <laughs> and I, I have, I, I, I have remember that to this day, Dave. I have here in my office that same little binder, that sign that said "Chlor immerse this." Yep. I have to thank you for one of the greatest moments in Mustang immersion history. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, you know, like I said, it wasn't hard to convince me to pull that car out out to uh show it off to people because uh that that car was an absolute blast to drive no we had uh jason demchik on and we told everybody how, how he tried to make a um crispy fireball out of that thing. true yeah yeah that, yeah that that was one of my subsequent rebuilds after that <laughs> and how and mike mike made sure it got uh let plenty of airtime at the roush museum when we did something there but dave the ones that really intrigued me uh the ones the kind of cars we didn't build and you know that v8 ranger was such a special car to some of us because i owned a ranger and you did such a great job in that car i'm so glad that didn't meet the crusher and then you had to top it off with that lightning bolt ranger which for some reason dave ford still owns that vehicle they must have loved it well um i remember going to uh, john coletti because uh, you know some of the cars were getting older and it, it was time to do something different and at that time we had I don't know, seven or eight different concept type vehicles. And uh, I thought, you know, I want to do something that's cool. That's going to be eye catching, but I didn't have a huge budget because John was always about, you know, well, put something together on paper and give me a, give me a dollar figure what it's going to cost. So my plan was to take a, just a standard Ranger and put SVT lightning put the entire SVT lightning powertrain in it, into the Ranger. I mean, and obviously we had to do a lot of work to that little Ranger. It started out as a little 2.3 liter, you know, just plain black Ranger. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was an engineering challenge. We had to reconfigure the uh, engine compartment to, to fit that 5.4 and that large transmission and, we had to narrow the rear axle, obviously, and we had to, I widened the rear wheels and narrowed the front ones. And oh. We put all the SVT brakes on and, you know, everything was kind of a custom fit. But if you raised the hood of the, of the truck, it looked like it was just made for that. Yeah, it was like factory. That yeah. Was, and that the, was uh, the HVAC system that I took on that was a rear um, HVAC unit out of an Econoline van because it wouldn't, the, the standard Ranger one was too big. It would fit. So, and we made everything work, you know, and we worked with a couple of outside suppliers like Catskins to do custom seats. Um, and we, you know, uh, Pioneer put a, a killer audio system in it for us. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of great press with, the, with those types of vehicles. I remember being out in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, with all the all the magazines we were introducing uh, at the time, I, I think it was the uh, 03 Terminator. Yep, yep. And uh, Jim Camposano and a lot of the magazine writers, Bob McClurg was there. And uh, we got a lot of, you know, we just let those guys drive it up and down the drag strip all day. And uh, they had a ball with the thing. Well, it, that said, Dave, I mean, was the Terminator your favorite of all the cars you, you messed with? And also, Dave, while you get to that on the Terminator, um, can you tell us a little bit about the Chicago Auto Show? Well, I was not at that introduction. Oh, uh, wow. I was, I was not there. Uh, that was uh, John Coletti and uh, Tom Scarpello that uh, did that 
big burnout across yeah. the carpet. And, they weren't yeah, supposed I to thought do, you were there. The, no, no, I was not there for that. No, he uh, saves his burnout for Dearborn parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do it on stage. Oh, man. No, yeah. but I mean, you guys, uh, you know, that that kind of changed the game. You know, when Lightning came out with the, with the blower on it, um, it was a whole different beast. And then deciding to to take the Cobra from naturally aspirated to to put the blower on it and and, and do what you did to make the Terminator the the fact that you no know, it would terminate the Camaro which it did um, and and it was such a it was like jumping the Grand Canyon once you supercharged the Mustang and SVT did that first there was no looking back and it's not looked back since I mean as as good as the Coyote is the Shelby's with the blowers on them are just in another world and you guys oh, yeah. that Terminator yeah. changed everything yeah it and it did and it was that was talk about a crunch program because the initial program was going to be naturally aspirated and we had a a horsepower target and we were meeting the target oh but we weren't meeting coletti's expectations yeah and uh that's when we had a you know sit down and come to come to jesus meeting and (laughs) coletti's like yep we're not, we're not selling this. That we got to do something. The and famous then, Alpo quote that he had in Iron Fist. That's then. right. He said, go into that store. And you see you, want, a, you want a any... Pepsi? Yeah, he goes, no, I don't want a Pepsi. What do you want? Go in there and buy some dog food. Because yeah. he said, this thing's a dog. Can you imagine, Mike, on a, on a this was a prove-out drive. And they're ready, you know, thinking they're going to get win all the appraise and approvals from John. And he said, no, it's not going to cut it. It's not fast enough. And that's uh, the, yeah, that's like, not. That's still one of my favorite all-time Mustangs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Term, oh yeah. The Terminator is as I mean, it, it changed the world for Mustang, and it's never really looked back. But Dave, you know, the guys that you, I mean, the, you know, like you say, the guys that we still hang out with, you know, the Tom Bohannicks and the Tom Chapmans, uh, the 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 engineers, the, the powertrain guys, the chassis guys, they all got along so well. It's Al Sadam, bunch of different personalities. But you guys really were a team. Yeah, and and I, I think that is one of the 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 big successes, if you will, of the SVT group. I mean, we had some uh, serious challenges, but everybody to a to a person um, were dialed in, and and we knew what we had to do. And like you said, we had a lot of long hours, and we worked hard. And some of the testing was pretty brutal. Um, I remember testing the 2000 Cobra R, uh, doing the durability testing, the uh, eight-hour uh, racetrack durability testing down in Texas, and mm-hmm. it was difficult. But everybody was uh, aligned on the goals, and mm-hmm. you know we we just persevered and and did what had to be done. Well, you and I remember you were at that uh, that uh, marketing effort for the SVT Explorer uh, mm-hmm. when we we messed with that and. Then, I was excited about the SVT Thunderbird, uh, but of course we didn't know the MN12 was going away. I mean, there's yep. you know, working with mainstream was tough, but Dave, you really, I mean, what a difference maker you were for not just your team, but I have to tell you on the other side of the wall where the marketing guys were, the info center guys were the, the Steve Denby's and the Jason Demchecks and the John Clores and the Dan Reeds, you were the difference maker for us. And we have to tell you that in the hobby, you can tell that when you were out there and Mike race met you on a nine mile road and talking Mustangs because people still loved your deep dive into why things were the way they were and 
uh, you're you're our go-to guy. Do you know what Mike's got up his sleeve for 2023? I do not. Mike, you want to tell him? Because he's going to be involved. We are doing the largest gathering of SBT. It's going to be called the 30-year the SBT Bash um, Anniversary Reunion, however you want to call it, but it's going to be the Bash. And uh, it's going to be at Dearborn Ford World Headquarters. And we are trying to assemble as many people from the teams, the higher-ups, our biggest goal, obviously, is to get Mr. Coletti there. We're going to have a special display around there. We are um, coordinating a banquet that would happen on the Friday night and um, just making it the biggest SBT gathering that uh, Dearborn has seen. Wow. I mean, that sounds uh, that sounds encouraging. I mean, well, that, that sounds like a major undertaking. It is, it and is. that's why you're going to have to help us. <laughs> <laughs> This but it's going to be fun, and a lot of the SBT enthusiast guys are really super excited about it, and um, well, we're here, going to do it up big. Well, here's the difference, Dave. So I got a big sign that says, Dempster, immerse this. So, <laughs> so here's what we plan. So we'd like to have a big top at the memory show and a long table with everybody from get Janine Bay is coming, you know, uh, uh, Boyd and Scarpello and hopefully Coletti and Chapman and all everybody who's alive, Slankard, anybody we can get there. We all are going to give you guys your own awards. So when you see all the SVTs that come all over the country to come to the show, you walk out there and you get to pick your your signature is going to be on your award cling that you're going to put on the window. Then you're going to come back into this tent. And you're going to sit in this this reception line where people who never got to meet anybody from SVT are going to walk down this line and meet everybody who worked on their cars, ask questions, take pictures, sign autographs, and the chance to meet the people that built their cars. I mean, not just the ones, the cars that you guys pick out, because you guys, it's not judging, it's for whatever reason you like the car. That's sure. yours. It's an opportunity sure. for people who bought an SVT vehicle to go meet the people who built those cars engineered, developed, and marketed these spectacular and meet them and put all their names on one, you know, we'll have Marcy come up with some cool poster or something, a commemorative piece. You know, when Mike did the Heroes Banquet uh, for the 50th, there's only a few people that went through that line. Mike, we were there to what, one in the morning that had everybody's yeah. signature. Oh, that was, that was incredible. I remember that. that well, that's what we're going to do for SVT. So Dave, we're going to need your help. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to need all of your help to make sure if you have an SVT and you want to meet someone that had something to do with your car, you could talk to them, get a picture with them next to your car. This is going to be a special moment. And uh, Dave, because of your, your interaction with so many enthusiasts and so many of us who are involved with these programs, we're going to need your help. Well, I'll, um, I'll be happy to help. You know, I mean, you, you remember back in the day when we were doing all this stuff, we came to you guys because we needed clothes. You know, we, you'd give us shirts and hats, and you know how notoriously cheap engineers are. <laughs> well, you got, well, the problem is some of you guys, uh, you know, I, I never minded giving you an SVT polo and a cap, to go, but some of your other, today we'd come in there and we'd go to an event and go, Hey, 15 polos are missing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Of, course, of course it was Chapman. He was the only smaller medium we ever gave away, but uh, you guys, <laughs> You guys were worth it because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Dempster, of all the cars that he touched, you know, was powertrain or just working on the, I mean, you even, you can start up the Indigo. Who could do that? Oh, that was, that was a lot of fun. Weren't you I, arrested? Uh, I, 
Weren't you? Well, arrested? no, no, not really. I was, I was almost arrested in the Boss Mustang out on the on Woodward during the Dream Cruise. Oh no! Uh, I did some hellacious burnout out there, and as as I parked and got out of the car, a police officer walked up to me and said, uh, "Pull me aside." He said, "Listen, I don't want to embarrass you in front of your friends here, but if you ever do that again, I'm going to put you in jail, and I'm going to pound that car." Am I making myself clear? And I said, absolutely, officer. And he said, thank you. Have a nice day. He said, I don't need you corporate guys out here doing this stuff. I got enough of this going. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I, I do remember driving the Indigo down Ford Street in the uh, in, in the dead of winter. With, you know, no, no way. Field. Yeah, because our trailer was parked all the way down near the post office, which was about a half mile from uh, Kobo, which is now TCF or, uh, you know, I, I yeah. guess it's called TCF now. But uh, yeah, we had, uh, you know, I was in charge of putting the SVT display in the Autorama. And uh, at Sunday night, we had to drive all the cars out of the building. It was snowing. And, uh, an open uh, cockpit. An open, open cockpit. Indy uh, car. Uh, it's an Indy car. Indy open car, yeah. Open well, cylinder just flying down uh, Fort Street, you know, and midnight on a, you know. A snowy That's so day. crazy. Well, settle a rumor. Did Fred Goodnow really put two six-cylinder SVT contour engines together to make a 12-cylinder? Um, those were not SVT contour engines. Those were three-liter Duratec engines, Although, basically. So he, yeah, he but they were, they were two three-liter Duratec engines that were together to, to make a 12-cylinder. Uh, um, yeah. Mike, that's the unbelievable. You know, if they said the SVT Miracle was the Ford GT, uh, that it came out in time for the Centennial. but they these guys did so much. I mean, Lightning Bolt Ranger, the V8 Ranger, the Indigo Concept cars, the Boss Nine, all these great cars, and a lot of the cars that people didn't know about. Um, Dave, you remember all the cars that hung behind John Coletti's door in his office? Oh yeah, the graveyard. Yeah, the graveyard the cars that we didn't get approved. But uh, Dave, um, I really want to thank you for spending your time with us tonight. And Mike, you know we're going to need Dave's passion to get find all of where his friends went because <laughs> all of the. <laughs> Well, all over the planet. Especially uh, one of them. Yeah. Well, the, the, the one or two that, that I, I know are still around, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think it'll, it, it sounds like uh, you guys are putting a great event together. It should be a lot of fun. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get to meet Dave Dempster in person, make sure you come to Mustang Memories 2023. Uh, Dave, again, thank you so much for spending your time with us tonight. And we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you very much, John. It was a pleasure being here. Mike, John, and uh, Gerard, thank you. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you, Dave. And Mike, you know that uh, that's the kind of passion and help we're going to need because when we make these uh, things that people can remember, we look back on it, we want to say, what was your quote, Mike? It was the one to, to remember. remember. Yeah, that, we want to make that for everyone. So Mike, let's keep our fingers crossed. We can get Dave uh, and ladies and gentlemen, let's keep your fingers crossed to make sure that you can have the time, the next Mustang Owners podcast that we would come across. And we're going to do some plenty more. We'll talk more about SVT and some of the great moments at Ford. We'll talk to other collectors and many of the people that make this hobby great. So until next time, we'll catch you down the road.